Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Beasley switches it in. The U.S. go up. What a goal from Carlos Bocanegra. Boyd will try a long hit. What a goal from Lloyd. This is spectacular. It's hit with no regard for humanity. Is this the moment for Shakiri? Yes, it is. Switzerland and Shakiri have scored in the 90th minute. That was worth the price of admission alone. This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Glenn Davis. All right, welcome into Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. I'm Glenn Davis, as always, Soccer Matters, presented by John Daspit, the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. Very much looking forward to tonight's show. Remember, um, we are live tonight, so if you want to call the show and be a part of it, you're calling it 512 447 Three seven seven six five one two four four seven three seven seven six is uh, always appreciative. Ty Henderson behind the glass. Ty, how are you? Good, good, uh, good to be back here with you, Glenn. Yeah, everybody excited in Austin with an Austin FC win and uh, a lot of excitement around the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, off to a rough start, but I um, I made it out there. It was a you know a close finish at the end, but I'm glad they got out the, they got got out of that game with three points. Tell me a little bit more about the night from your perspective, being being in the stadium, because I, I watched it on TV, and it, uh, as always, just looks spectacular. Yeah, you know, early it seemed a little rest, rest, restless at times with, you know, lack of goal scoring, but um, the atmosphere has always been great there. Um, every game I've been to, and an ending like that was probably the best game, ending to a game, Austin FC game I've been a part of. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and what a quality goal to end it, and we're going to talk about the quality of that. And by the way, uh, as much as uh, this goal is being talked about, uh, the header knocked back by Gallagher to uh, Maxi Arruti. Uh, but remember the man who started in midfield, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that tonight, not to mention the delivery from Nick Lehman. But what a goal to end it. Did you get the sense, much like I did watching it on TV, that you could just almost sense it was coming? Arruti hit a post closer and closer, and it was almost as though it was, it, it was expected at Q2, Ty. Yeah, um, you know, I I had no doubt that they were going to win the game. I didn't think it would come down to it being in the 87th or 88th minute, whenever it was. Um, but it, it definitely felt like they were knocking on door for on the door for a while there. Yeah, not an easy game either. It's a good Montreal team, uh, and no question about it. Any uh, did you did you take uh, any over unders or any bets on any soccer matches this weekend? Um, I I had. Um, I had Napoli against Lazio, so that was kind of a shocker for me. Uh, that Lazio pulling out the one nil win. Yeah, um, it was a shocker for a few people, but Lazio has been playing better in recent times, and of course they're fighting for a Champions League spot. Yeah, um, but I still he was coming into that game. Napoli, I think they were sitting at about a. I had them minus one goal, so you know if they won by a goal, the bet push. If they won by more than that, I win my win my money and. Uh, I think money line they were you know you had to bet about four hundred dollars to win a hundred so that that's something I won't even touch because there's no value there but uh, it was kind of crazy to see Lazio play you know kind of park the bus on defense for the entire game and then just get one chance and and really convert on it. Yeah, Napoli is such a good watch too this year. I, I hope more people are tuning in uh, to the Serie A. I think it's very cool that you're you're on it. Now your show's coming up after, right? In Sincerious. Uh, I'm actually not on Today? that show. That's Patrick Davis. Um, okay, Patrick's show's yes, coming up next. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, well, we do want to remind people Instant Serious comes on uh, after this. And, again, uh, it's always good to get your perspective, Ty, because you were in the stadium. And then I also do want to do a segment with you in the future uh, just simply about, you know, you know betting on soccer, kind of how you go about it, and, and uh, take it a little bit deeper, okay? Definitely. That sounds great. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. That, that would be a lot of fun. And probably very educational uh, for me. All right. Uh, a couple of things here. Um, again, the number to call in, 512-447-3776. And I put out uh, on social media, player of the match. Who is your man of the match? Austin FC fans. Uh, there's a lot of Alex Ring coming in. 
outstanding game for him. But are there any other uh, people that you might have picked as your player of the match if you're an Austin FC fan? So uh, don't be afraid to uh, call us at 512-447-3776. By the way, also, if there's any Premier League fans out there, uh, you know, all topics are on the, st- uh, on the table. We stream at hornfm.com. That's where you get the podcast of the show as well, hornfm.com. Um, we got some good soccer talk tonight. There, there, there's so much to discuss. Um, we can lead with Austin FC getting the dramatic late game winner. We just mentioned that with Ty, who was at the game. Maxi Arudi uh, secures the full three points. You know, Maxi Arudi in a roll off the bench, it may be even more effective for him. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the second segment. And I'll tell you why. He's had the tendency to tail off at the end of seasons. Um, this might be a way of maybe keeping him a little bit fresher beside the fact that when you bring a Rudy and Ethan Finley into that game against Montreal, um, you're bringing on fresh attackers against fatiguing defenders. Something to think about there. But the full three, three points secured. Q2 Stadium went into rapture on that goal. And, you know, there's nothing better than a great goal to win you a game, too. And that was a great goal. It's got a lot of elements to it, and we'll break uh, those elements down. We'll get some sound from Josh Wolf as well. Um, so, again, man of the match, you pick it. Um, the unthinkable occurred this past Sunday. Liverpool thrashed Manchester United 7-0. Now, remember, this is the Manchester United that a weekend before was dancing, singing, having won the uh, Carabao Cup, or as I affectionately like to call it, the Moose Cup. Um, 7-0. They gave up six second-half goals at Liverpool. And this, this, if you're a Manchester United fan, this just absolutely, this is painful. This is painful. After the match, United coach Ten Hag, who you've heard me talking about, the job that this man has done, the leadership that he's provided. Um, And believe me, he was a leader in the press conference again. He called the second half performance unprofessional. So Jurgen Klopp and the mentality monsters crushed Manchester United. Yes, in this giant rivalry, United was broken apart. I mean, spiritually in the second half to the point they quit. I mean, to, to see these guys quit in this game, um, and, and a lot of this criticism of unprofessional behavior, uh, there, there's a lot going towards Bruno Fernandez. This has been the focus from many ex-pros and those who watched the game. Six second-half goals from Liverpool. They were a goal-scoring machine. They ripped apart the Red Devils. So Ten Hag and how he deals with it. That's going to be very interesting to see uh, how this team is going to respond coming back from being destroyed like this. Um, Uh, Because as much as I think um, these are moments where people can just say, well, it's a one-off. There's a a little more to this than this is a one-off. This is your rival. They tore you apart. Psychologically, what does this do to you? Um, And is, is it as easy as just coming back to work the next day and turning it around? Might be. I have to think, though, that there may be something deeper here. Uh, let's go to uh, Yvonne, who's uh, on our call line at uh, 512-447-3776. Yvonne. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? Good evening. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, sir? Man, I am on cloud nine after that victory last night. Um, I think the the comment that the stadium was rocking is an understatement. There was zero doubt in my mind we were going to pull off the win last night, or sorry, Saturday night. Um, you know, the whole stadium was just rocking. Five minutes before that goal, you could feel it coming, and the players just reacted to it. It was amazing. Something else completely. How about the performance of uh, the substitutions off the bench from Josh Wolf? Obviously, uh, Ethan Finley had an influence. So did Maxi Arudi. Um, man, the. Wolf got the subs correct last night. Uh, I know last week he received a lot of heat because some of the fans felt that he didn't. Uh, but last night he was spot on. Uh, earlier, let me go back and uh, answer your question earlier. I think you asked who the man of the match was. Man of the match for you. Here. Yeah. Um, John Gallagher. Um, what, uh, you know, the guy was benched. And you have, he scores one goal, one assist in two games. 
He, the guy is underappreciated. Low-key, that guy has just been playing his butt off for this team and this fan base. <clears throat> and it's amazing. I, I'm so happy that we locked him down until 2026. He is one of the maybe unsung heroes of this team. You know, an, an amazing story, too, because at, at Notre Dame in college, he was a goal scorer, um, started as a striker at Austin FC in that first year. It was uh, hard to score goals. Uh, gets converted to playing as a left back. Uh, the goal he scored in week one where he made that uh, outside in run as an outside back, phenomenal. And, you know, when you see him make that run, you go, yeah, this is the run of a striker. This is a guy that's been here before, right? And the finish he makes in that game in the three to two loss to St. Louis uh, was, was a spectacular goal. But um, yeah, I, I, that's a good hot pick. I like that. John Gallagher, uh, Yvonne, thank you very much for the call and getting this going here tonight. Thank you. Go ahead. Have a good one. All right. Always appreciate it. So Yvonne uh, comes in with John uh, Gallagher. I, I think that's a good one. And he called it a hot pick. So we'll take that. Uh, okay. So we'll continue to take your calls. Five, one, two, four, four, seven, three, seven, seven, six. We are going to, uh, continue on here a little bit with the Liverpool. So, so Eric Ten Hag has been responsible, no question, for lifting standards and discipline at Manchester United. We haven't seen a Manchester United like this. But how deep down does that shellacking that Liverpool gave them go? And what's the response going to be in the Europa League? And I think the quicker you can get back to having a game, the better. Um, and let's see how they respond in, in that match on Thursday. Uh, first half, by the way, Manchester United had some good chances. I still would give a slight edge to Liverpool, and they got the late first-half goal from Cody Gakpo, their Dutch striker. A fantastic goal, um, which basically uh, Robertson comes inside. That influences the back line. It allows, um, it allows a run to be made down the far side, uh, it's a penetrating ball. So Gakpo gets it and then bends it in the far, far corner. So it's a great goal. The second half, though, Manchester United concedes six goals. A pair, uh, so at the end of the day, Gakpo has two, Salah has two, Nunez has two, and R Roberto Firmino comes off the bench. By the way, when he scored, everybody went nuts. And a lot of that is based on um, the career he's had there. But remember, Liverpool is in, in a rebuild. You're, you're noticing Gakbo, uh, Darwin Nunez starting to get more accustomed to the Premier League. Uh, Mo Salah, by the way, with his two goals, he becomes the all-time leading goal scorer for the club in the Premier League ahead of Robbie Fowler. For Manchester United, Bruno Fernandes. Um, he's taken huge criticism as a captain, and I think he deserves it. Um, lack of uh, uh, carrying... Uh, the aura of a captain in this game, uh, complaining about everything, taking dives everywhere. Honestly, he is an amazingly talented soccer player, but he is a clown show sometimes. Um, and boy, he, I, I was just stunned at his behavior in this game and, and, and how he just kind of threw in the towel and turned it all into, you know, it almost looked like it was a youth soccer game of, of an undisciplined youth soccer club. Um, the fact that Bruno Fernandes didn't try to lead his team to limit the damage in this against your rivals, uh, to not continue to push going out with pride, that's a huge question to me. Uh, and a huge question when it comes against one of your worst, and, and, and I'll have to say it, it's a hated rival in Liverpool. Worst United defeat in 91 years, apparently. 47th minute goal to start the second half was the epitome of, of timely for Liverpool. Now, remember, this is part of the Liverpool rebuild, as we mentioned. And you may have six players leaving this summer. Um, so Liverpool's trending up and maybe going to be able to make a push here for a Champions League play, place. It's also going to be interesting to see how Liverpool responds in their match. Um, they got Bournemouth on Saturday. So that's... Uh, that's one that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on. And when you looked at the lineup, it was De Gea for Manchester United, Shaw, Martinez, Varane, Delat. Delat had a, had a very tough game. Uh, I mean, everybody did on this team. Every single guy on this team was outplayed uh, by somebody uh, on Manchester United. Uh, I don't think 
Yeah, there wasn't a player who won their individual battle in this game. In transition, they were just getting outrun. Nobody could run with Liverpool. Uh, and, of course, uh, they, just, they just destroyed them. Um, let, let's, let's see here. Uh, you know what? Let's just kind of re- relive the seven-goal barrage, and uh, maybe we'll just replay all these goals. Ty, if you don't mind, let's, uh, let's set that one up, and then we'll come back with some uh, stuff from uh, both the coaches of Manchester United and Liverpool. That's a lovely ball, and Gakpo, and still Cody Gakpo, goal! It's absolutely brilliant from the Flying Dutchman. Liverpool lead, and Anfield gets one of those special feelings from Cody Gakpo. Fabinho's won it, and Darwin Nunez is helping it on for Fabinho, and this is going to come for Salah. Sure, only half away, goal! It's another for Liverpool! It's delight for Darwin Nunez! Oh, what an end to the first half! What a start to the second half! Lissandro Martinez is the defender. Salah's turned in one way, then the other. Gakpo! Oh, incredible goal! It's a thing of absolute beauty! Incredible scenes in Anfield. Steps inside the challenge. It's a very good cutout. It's going to come to Salah! to go level with Robbie Fowler at the top of Liverpool's Premier League goal-scoring charts. Comes to Henderson. And Nunez! Five for Liverpool. Darwin Nunez is making it a day to remember at Anfield. Elliot, can he pick out the red shirt? It's towards Firmino. And the Salah! Six for Liverpool. Mohamed Salah sits atop the charts now. Now the true icon of Liverpool's goal scoring in the Premier League. Salah, surely not another hat-trick against match. Oh, Firmino. It is another. It's seven for Liverpool. Sensational. Astonishing. Incredible. The greatest win against Manchester United there's ever been has been so... You know, you, you, you sit down to watch games and you never know what's going to happen. And that's, that's why we love this sport so much. Uh, I don't, there's nobody out there who knew this was coming, uh, especially since United has had a revival. Um, seven goals at Anfield. Anfield's never been a very good place for Manchester United. But seven? Six and a half? Um, Ty, do we have any of the sound from the coaches ready? Think we yeah. Well, what do you what do you want? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go to Jurgen Klopp first, the winning coach for Liverpool. No words. Spectacular football game. Eh? It's outstanding. Start in the game was already was really exactly what we needed. It was super front foot, super lively, super active. Um, played top football uh, against the team in form, and um, then first half. Got a bit wild in a way we didn't want it. They came a bit, got a bit of foot into the game, and then we scored this incredible goal late in the first half. Incredible, what a pass, what a finish, so fantastic. Yeah, and second half, um, obviously, the start was pretty good, the finish was pretty good, everything was pretty good. Yeah, that's football, eh? it can happen. How I said before the game, um, United plays a super season, we are not really happy with our season so far, but that doesn't mean anything for the game because you still have to. And today we were a clear better side for this moment. Um, um, and we got very important three points for us, so feels good. So that was Jurgen Klopp, but, uh, you know, I mean, the atmosphere there was just through the roof. And, and you're just sitting there watching this, and you're just astounded that you're seeing this happen. And to see it actually happen in a second half and to see players at that level that Really, basically, it, it was like a boxer putting his hands up and saying, no mas, no more. Um, it, it was that bad. It was that bad. And, and all the, obviously, the ex-players, uh, you know, that are all part of Sky, BBC, they're all uh, ex-Manchester United players are all coming out and, and, and really um, jumping on that wagon of unprofessional. And, and you saw it. You didn't have to have somebody tell you. It, it was right in front of your eyes. People gave up. People gave up. All right, let's go now to Ten Hag, the coach of Manchester United, and hear what he had to say. Yeah, 
I think we played decent first half. Uh, one mistake in organization just before halftime, but I think it wasn't weird if we were in the lead in halftime. And in second half, uh, it was not us. Uh, it was not our standards. Um, we didn't play as a team. We were 11 players on the pitch, but that uh, not um, cope together. And yeah, then you get this. That's uh, unprofessional. Simple as that. And I, th- I think he's the most anag- uh, he's the most honest uh, coach that I see in any sport. Uh, I'm sure there's others because I'm not watching everything, but certainly in the footballing world, man, he he wears it on his sleeve. He he is. Right there, honest. There's no sugarcoating anything. Um, and Manchester United was in very early today to train. I, I do know that uh, from a friend over in Manchester who was there watching everybody drive in, I think, before 9 a.m. their time. So that uh, that uh, is going to be interesting. Uh, they got a reboot. Let's see what happens when they play in uh, the Europa League on Thursday. The good news for them is they're back home at Old Trafford. Maybe that's good news. Maybe that's bad news. Um, but you know, I get it. One game doesn't make a season. Everybody, I think it's kind of the way this happened. That's, that's what was, uh, interesting to me. Uh, the, the total collapse from a mental and a competitive standpoint, that's what, uh, stood out to me. By the way, Liverpool fans, you know, there were moments in games. I love an educated soccer crowd. So there were moments where, you know, Liverpool, you know, in transition, just did a tremendous job of getting back behind the ball defensively and getting organized. And all of a sudden, you, you'd hear everybody clapping at Anfield uh, for that effort to get behind the ball and, and get organized uh, from a defensive standpoint. But the loss of discipline and composure from Manchester United uh, was stunning. Uh, Luke Shaw, Martinez, Varane, Delat, as I mentioned, started for them. Fred and Casemiro. Fernandez, Veghorst, Anthony. Um, Fernandez, a little bit pulled to the left. Rashford was at the tip of the spear. Alisson, Alexander Arnold, Konate, Van Dyke, Robertson, Henderson, Fabinho, Elliott in midfield, Salah, Gakpo, and Nunez. Um, and that ball that Allison hit, uh, that diagonal ball that he played out wide that led to the goal in the first half. Uh, just a phenomenal ball from a goalkeeper. I mean, he hits it like 60 yards diagonally, and it's, yeah, you couldn't get a better ball. All right, we're going to take a break here. By the way, we have a good guest tonight. Hernan Gonzalez will join me from We Are Austin TV. Uh, that's a website where they post video, photos. They do articles there. Um, you know, they get a lot of reaction from people uh, at the Austin FC game. So Hernan will join us in the last segment. We'll take a break here. It's brought to you by John Daspit. And the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. All you got to do is give the Daspit Law Firm a call, 512-865-6710. John and his firm, they're personal injury attorneys. By the way, they uh, are bilingual. Again, at 512-865-6710. Anybody that gets in any kind of an accident, car, boat, motorcycle, you need a personal injury attorney, you go to the best. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. They'll work for you 24-7 nights and weekends for your right for compensation. Beyond the area, so here. But it's opened up now for Jerusi, driving back the other way. Oliva. Gallagher knocked down! And Maxi Ruti off the bench! Taps in for close distance! What a way to win it. What a quality goal. By the way, uh, Leonard Skinner, uh, the great guitar player, Gary Rossington, uh, passing. So that's uh, why Ty uh, hooked us up with the Skinner song there. So uh, rest in peace to Gary Rossington, a great guitar player. I saw one last night. I saw the great buddy guy last night and um, Eric Gales. uh, And they were just in Austin. They were here in Houston last night. So good for that. So uh, we're going to get to some phone calls. Who do we have uh, phone call-wise here? Uh, Paul is on the line. All right. Let me do one thing, and then we're going to get to Paul. So just on that goal, um, remember, 
Sebastian Driussi, I'm not sure if it was Victor Wanyama, but he gave somebody the slip in midfield. And that's when the transition and that moment was off and running to produce that goal. So if you take it back a little bit farther, you'll remember he gave a Montreal player the slip in midfield. So now he's running directly at a back four. Um, he's, he's drawing people to him. Their outside backs are squeezing in. Allows Lima to get forward. Hits Lima. Lima drives a, a great cross to the far post. Um, and Gallagher's there. And Gallagher, you know, many a person who gets to that position we've seen in the past, you know, produce a poor header that's at an angle that's easy for a goalkeeper. And John Gallagher uh, just does the wisest of things there, makes a fantastic decision to head that ball into the path of Maxi Arruti, who then produces the finish. So a great goal. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. 512-447-3776. Paul, you're up, Paul. Hey, Glenn, how's it going? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, doing great. How are you, Paul? Doing great, doing great. Thanks. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and uh, pile on another tally for the Alex Ring fan count um, because, my goodness, uh, he he looks right at home back there uh, in that center back pairing with uh, Leo Weissenden. And, you know, for a guy that had a lot, you know, we can't really say for sure what happened during the off season, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of questions kind of surrounding how his form would look coming into the, the start of the season. And I think with a, a shaky start with St. Louis uh, to see Josh Wolf trust him uh, in the back and just do an absolute fantastic job uh, back there to, you know, um, help out on defense like that. I mean, that, that man uh, definitely gets the man of the match award for me. Paul, I think it's a great call. It, it was the answer to everyone's question as to who would play at center back. Um, Josh Wolf likely had to get a buy-in from Alexander Ring to play there. Ultimately, he did. Uh, I would agree with you. For me, he was the man of the match simply because that position was such a point of contention going into the game. Now, what does this mean in the future? I don't know. Time's going to tell. Uh, I am not surprised that Alex Ring would put in that type of a performance. He's a very versatile soccer player. He's played there before. Super experienced. Um, cut out a lot of crosses made a lot of timely decisions, was excellent with the ball from that position. So that's what you call a champagne problem. Um, you know, because now you, you know, you have a, another choice there. Now, I don't know if that's the long-term choice, but you have another choice there. Um, and there's just too much quality and experience in ring not to think that he's going to have a good game. But to your point, this was an area that everybody was circling and talking about heading into this game, wondering what was going on and uh, if, in fact, uh, he could replace uh, Julio Cascante there and Kip Keller. And, uh, of course, in the end, he did in a big way, Paul. Yeah. And also, I want to just take a quick second to, to shout out Daniel Pereira because, my God, you know, uh, you would think that he's been in the league for at least five-plus years the way he just – is running stuff back there, and um, it's it's always good to see young talent like that in this league um, because so often you know they they end up getting shipped off for or for whatever reason what have you. But uh, you know, glad he's wearing Verde black. And man, I'll tell you what, uh, Nick Lima and John Gallagher, by the way, uh, when Drewsi made that slip in midfield, it, you know, I was standing in the south uh, south end with Lamurga, and uh, it looked like they just both shot out of cannons, you know, down their flanks. And the way they were just running so fast to make that play happen uh, with Drusi and Maxi, it was it was incredible. Good stuff from all all around. Well, here's one theory: when when Sebastian Drusi gets the ball, if you run and you move, he's he's going to reward you, right? I mean. I mean, this guy is such an this guy is such an asset, and and I love your point on Pereira because, listen, to to get a quality player like that that's logging these kind of games that's become a focal point of a team, uh, out of the college game in, in season number three here, to see how he's adapted to the position, to see the, the polish now, the maturity in his decision making, and I also like the fact that he can jump out of a deeper role in midfield and be a threat at times. Yep, 100%. Well, that's that's pretty much it. I'm going to leave you to, to suss out the rest with Hernan from We Are Awesome TV. Really looking forward to that segment. Uh, those are good good guys over there. Sounds great. Thank you very much for the phone call, Paul. So we appreciate Thanks, that uh, 
very much from Paul there. Good stuff from Paul. We encourage you to call in, 512-447-3776, or you can hit me up on Twitter, uh, at Glenn Davis Sock or at Soccer Matters GD, and let us know who you thought your man of the match was. Uh, let's go to Josh Wolf here, uh, talking about uh, Alex Ring. Some really standout performances. Alex Ring was uh, fantastic. He was a, a man out there and dealing with center forwards. Um, the performance was, was exactly what you expect from someone that's been in this league as a leader on and off the field in his way. And, um, you know, jumping in as a center back, uh, you know, not his natural position, but, you know, absorbing the responsibility. And him and Leo were, were fantastic. Josh Wolf went on to talk about, and, and I found this interesting because I, there was a, a moment or two where Brad Stuber really came off his line, extended it. It was almost like he extended his range a little bit. And uh, Josh Wolf had, had said this about Brad Stuber on uh, coming off his line. Again, I think Brad also deserves credit. You know, we talk about his bravery inside the box, coming inside the out to, to clean up balls. Last week, I, I, I mentioned, t- you know, take that guy's head off. Don't even wait. Don't even bat an eye. Come out for that. That's your space. Come kill it. Um, you know, Kip's a little late on that one. So I thought at the end of the game what he was doing, coming and grabbing balls to nullify any kind of second actions or, or crosses. But, but the back line did a great job. So that was Josh Wolf uh, talking about uh, prior to that. Um, Alex Ring in that great performance, and then Brad Stuver uh, wanting him to even command his box even more. So, uh, you know, you like a coach that's pushing the envelope here. Uh, you have to think each and every week there's really challenging decisions to make. It's very interesting and easy for us to look from the outside, um, you know, watch a coach, make a few comments on a game, but, but we don't know what goes on for the most part off the field. Um, you know, uh, there, there might have been negotiation to get Alex Ring to play in that position. Uh, who knows? Uh, these things happen. Um, this is professional sports. So, uh, you know, a lot of times a coach is doing a number of different things when it comes to placating players, uh, keeping, keeping momentum, uh, asking for people to sacrifice and do things differently. I think Josh Wolf in the postgame press conference also alluded to the fact that he asked Diego Fagundes to do something differently. He didn't say exactly what it was, but my assumption is it was a little bit more dirty work from a defensive standpoint or attention from a defensive standpoint, um, which he made it sound like, uh, you know, Diego Fagundes had to sacrifice maybe something in attack in, in this game uh, for for a differing role that was presented to him. So, um yeah, you, know, you got to think of these things because uh, those are real issues that come into games, and you got to get full buy-in. And to get that goal at the end was was fantastic reward. By the way, if that game ends nil-nil, are you in in panic? Are you in crisis, Austin FC fan? Uh, that we haven't won a game in the first two after what happened last year. Five one two four four seven three seven seven six five one two four four seven three seven seven six. Now, also interesting is the fact that. There are now three fours. It seems like Jazzy Zardes for the moment is the starter. I think the role of Maxi Rudy coming off the bench is a really good one. It may be one that gets more out of him later in the season uh, from a standpoint of, of, of effectiveness. Um, now, you do have three, you do have three uh, competitions to be involved in, obviously, um, tomorrow in the Dominican Republic against the team from Haiti, Violet, uh, or Violet. Um, so, you know, you, you got to hope you win that game in a way, you know, Austin FC is a heavy favorites. I mean, let's face it, you can bag a bunch of goals there and maybe the second leg spread playing time out. Um, I, I know the full squad, Josh Wolf said, wasn't going. So, so there's management here and, and you've got uh, three games to play before you go to Houston for, the, for Houston's opener. Houston will be lying in wait, will have not played any games. Um, so they're zero and two. That'll be uh, that's down the road, and you, you've got another MLS game and then two uh, Concacaf Champions League games. But the good news is you get the trip out of the way to the Dominican Republic, then you get back home and you get focused on your next two matches. Um, so a Rudy's roll off the bench that may be a good one, maybe a good one for him. Um, okay, so here is um, here is. Uh, some thoughts from Josh Wolf. Now, this is about goals coming and, and Jazzy's artists because artists and Rigoni need to score goals eventually. Um, 
And Rigoni's got to come good because there was a real expenditure on him. So here's Josh Wolf on goals coming, Zardis. Josh, he scored some hundred, scored, you know, I don't know how many goals he scored, a lot. Emmy scored a decent amount of goals in his career as well. They have, they have goals in them. They're going to score goals. We score a lot of goals. We create a lot of chances. The goals will come. We have um, competition, so that's also good. They know they need to score. They know they need to perform. Ethan's coming in. Maxi's coming in. Will's coming in. You know, Johan's coming in. You know, Owen and Pepe. So there's, there's competition all over the field, and that's a healthy thing. And it's, it becomes even more um, fruitful when you, when you start to see the rewards of those guys coming in. John Gallagher also um, has been involved in two goals already, all from a deep position as, as a defender. You, you really got to gotta vote there uh, as well for man of the match. But, um, oof, I mean, uh, the way he's been playing the game, exceptional. I mean, I mean really, this man is so hyper-connected hyper, uh, when, he, when he's in the game, John Gallagher. So it's great stuff there. Uh, okay, before we're going to go to break here in a few minutes, a um, couple of things here, uh, just uh, jumping back to the Premier League. And again, coming up in the next segment, uh, we've got Hernan Gonzalez from We Are Austin TV. So we'll continue our, our talk with Austin FC. Plus, you can call in in that segment too. But just to get you caught up to Arsenal, Reese Nelson, talking about drama. We had drama at Q2. You had drama at Anfield. You had drama around the world, but you also had drama with Arsenal and Reese Nelson in the 97th minute, getting a game winner against Bournemouth to make it 3-2, completing a comeback. They were down 2-0. Um, Mikel Arteta said, quote, loudest and most emo- emotional moment at Emirates that he's been involved with. Thomas Party, Ben White also had goals. They have a five-point lead over City. You don't know how important those two points are, additional two points, by winning that game and earning a full three. Manchester City, 2-0 winners over Newcastle. Phil Foden, Bernardo Silva. Uh, Wow. What can you say about Foden? Great close control, the acceleration. Uh, They've needed him to come back. He's coming good at the right time here after the World Cup. He had a foot problem uh, since Christmas. He's been battling Riyad Mahrez for the starting role uh, in an attacking role. Kevin De Bruyne. 31 years of age now. has kind of dropped off the pace here, believe it or not. I mean, is he, is he hitting shelf lifetime? I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch De Bruyne. He was replaced by Bernardo Silva, who scored. Gundawan, Nathan Ake, these guys were excellent. Um, so there you go. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. A couple of things here. You know I'm very involved in pediatric cancer uh, fundraising and awareness. Um, there's, there's the Snowdrop Foundation. It's a 501c charity. We sell T-shirts, Soccer Matters T-shirts. We've got a number of uh, two shades of green for Austin fans. I know some people have bought them. Thank you. We also sell Soccer Matters hats. You go to lamontbrands.com, lamontbrands.com, L-A-M-O-N-T-B-R-A-N-D-S.com, and that's where you purchase them. They're priced reasonably, and the proceeds go back to the 501c charity Snowdrop Foundation. Also, uh, again, our show, Soccer Matters, ESPN, uh, excuse me, ESPN 97.5 in Houston. This is Horn FM in Austin, Texas. It is presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. Personal injury attorneys, 512-865-6710. We'll take a break when we come back. It's more Austin FC talk. We'll take your phone calls at 512-447-3776. Well, you can never go wrong with Led Zeppelin, that's for sure. Another nice choice here by Ty Henderson. Very nice. Um, man, what a weekend in the world of football it was. Uh, one or two quick notes here. Don't forget, the uh, U.S. women's national team is coming to Q2 Stadium April 8th. They will take on the Republic of Ireland. And also Neymar, by the way. PSG announced he's going to undergo surgery out three to four months. So... Neymar will be out, and I will predict that PSG actually may be a better team without him. Uh, So there you go. Um, All right. It's time now uh, to bring on uh, a guest. Uh, We are Austin TV. He is Hernan Gonzalez, and Hernan joins us now. Hernan, how are you? I'm doing good, Glenn. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, pleasure to have you on. I've heard a lot about you. I've seen a lot of your postings, so we appreciate it. Austin 
Uh, well, first off, just tell our listeners, what is We Are Austin TV? Well, uh, in just a bit of words, you know, we uh, we kind of got dubbed the voice of the uh, people. Uh, the reason why people call us that is uh, we give the fans a voice. You know, um, we live in an era where everybody has a camera phone. Everybody has a social media account. So everybody, you know, they're active on some type of social media platform. And uh, what we do is we kind of get these fans together and we give them a platform. We give them somewhat of a voice to be heard, you know, because um, sometimes you want to hear more than just certain takes that are on networks, you know, big as ESPN, being sports. And sometimes the guy at the bar or your buddy down the street has a great take and you just want to hear it. Um, we're pretty much a fan point of view page. Um, we do like to write articles. Uh, we also take photos. We have some talented uh, photographers that work for us at Q2 Stadium every every week, every home match. And uh, we are really dedicated at making sweet graphics and uh, getting some reels together, you know, sort of TikTok-style uh, videos for the fans because they really enjoy that nowadays. Hernan Gonzalez, we are Austin TV. Okay, uh, uh, kind of the voice of the people then, right? Independent voice uh, of, of, of the Austin FC fans. Does that mean you get some hotter takes? Because, look, if you're on a network, a lot of times you're beholden, right? You're beholden to the league, the club, the team. Do you get some takes that, you know, are healthy when it comes to criticism of Austin FC and the club? Well, yes, uh, we actually do, Glenn. And it's a very important topic, and it's a very big issue that we get into sometimes. Uh, you know, you, you use the word healthy, I mean, Sometimes some of the takes that we get, I can even label them as toxic, I guess I can say, because, I mean, some fans, we capture that raw emotion of that fan leaving Q2 Stadium, mm -hmm. and sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're very low, just angry. Um, emotional is the, is the key word, and yeah, we, we, we capture a lot of quote-unquote hot takes. You know, sometimes there's very passionate takes on there, and we also get people under that understand the game very well on a uh, on a tactical mm -hmm. level and they see that people see these videos and they want to get their voice out there and they want to show that it's not just about um you know maybe just giving hot takes some fans get on our videos and they also give some some some, some really good breakdowns of of uh of either giving the coach his props to giving certain player his uh props but yes definitely a bunch of hot takes on there glenn so when you say toxicity, what's the point of posting somebody going, you know, hashtag blank that? I mean, are, are you looking for people to have emotional responses that are backed up with, you know, good data, um, you know, s smart kind of takes, um, tactical uh, nuances? Um, you know, I, I mean, is, is it just to get emotional crazy reaction or, or or is it do you, do you want substance behind the emotional reaction because anybody can character assassinate i guess character assassination is easy anybody can do that is, is it that 100 percent uh no we want everything you know we actually welcome everything we have uh, a a huge um, variety you know big range of, of of fans that come by and uh talk to us about the game but you know that's why people labeled us as the voice of the people because we, we we let people talk on the mic and um we you know we just we get the the content that we get and uh we work with what we have i guess you could say you know there there is games there has been seasons like last year where it was absolutely fan fantastic um and there was very little of angry fans right but um there there has sure. been moments of course what that 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 happened in a match that upset a a a fan very much but the goal always is to get substance behind is to get um good energy out there is to get you know the the fans point of view but you know, fans aren't fans aren't always perfect, and and sometimes we get you know one guy or one girl that is very upset. Mm -hmm. Well, um, listen, healthy pressure, as we all know, it has to be a part of the growth of the game. Um, you know, it has to be the part of the growth of Austin FC. It makes everybody perform better. Uh, it's it's good stuff. All right, what's your biggest takeaway out of the uh, the victory this last weekend uh, on the Maxi Rudy goal and, and getting that result over Montreal? 
Oh, man, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I was in the stands uh, with my brother. We try to watch every single game that we can go to. And it was it was a bit of a uh, frustrating match, Glenn. Not going to lie. Um, you know, there was many, many chances, especially in the first half, in the first 15 minutes. We all know uh, Rigoni had two chances. And why that's frustrating is because, well, he's a, he's a, he's a big price tag player for Austin FC. You know, he's a DP player. Uh, and he had two two chances, you know, that, you know, quote-unquote, could have put the game to bed very early, of course. But um, just like you mentioned, in the 87th minute, very late, Maxi wins it. And it was absolute scenes at uh, 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 Q2. There was so many happy fans. It was absolutely vibrant. And that's what we love to have here in Austin. Hopefully we can have more success like we had last season. But this is a really good way to start off, I guess you can say. All right, let me back you back you up to Rigoni because, like you said, DP, a lot of expectation. Look, Austin FC wants his signing to come good because uh, the Austin FC intelligentsia went out and found this guy, right? And th- there was a sell to bring him to the club, to ownership. Um, what you've seen of him so far, do you think he's adapting? Obviously, he's in dire need of a goal. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Do you think those goals will begin to fall for him? And, and how are you feeling about him now after nine games in Major League Soccer? Well, there has been a, uh, improvement, to say the least. I mean, last season he got here uh, very late in the season. You know, he, he had a couple games under his belt. He started in the, in the Western Conference Final. A lot of fans um, were not happy about that. They believed that Ethan Finley was actually doing his job very well and the fact that Rigoni got to start in L.A. didn't really sit well with some fans. And, you know, we lost that game 3-0. It was absolutely terrible. Could have been more than that, right? But that's not really the point here. Um, Rigoni, I see improvement in his game, Glenn. Um, he's getting in front of goal. He's getting those looks that you want your striker to get into. It would be a bigger issue for me, Glenn, if he was not getting open for those chances. He was not getting in front of goal. That would be a way bigger issue for me. Last season, he didn't get a sniff at goal at all. This season, um, the versus Montreal, at least he's getting into those open spaces, into those positions. He's being more um, attack-minded, you can say. So right now, he is in a drought spell, but uh, we actually talked about this last night in the uh, Top Flight podcast. Uh, we said that once that first goal, once he can net it, that first goal hits the the, the net for him, it's just going to open the uh, floodgates, you can say, and it's just going to come natural to him. I really think that he's going to be a not, a not a Drew C type player for us, but I, I'm sure he's going to be able to contribute at least 10 goals this season, either in assists or in goals. I believe in him. I'm not writing him off yet. But we do need to see more of him soon. He is a very expensive player. We do expect things out of him, but we got to give him time to get used to this new system, new country. Josh Wolf is a coach that demands a lot from his players. So we're going to give him, you know, going to give him time, going to be patient. But, hey, let's get it going soon, buddy. I think that's a great answer. And I think if you go back to Sebastian Driussi when he arrived in the summer, uh, it took him a lot, little while to – to adjust and your point about him getting chances um that that's a very very good point all right uh it's hernan gonzalez we are austin tv hernan thank you very much for coming on tonight and wrapping the show up thank you so much glenn for um having us on here and we look forward to your coverage on soccer throughout this year you're doing a great job right back at you hernan we'll have you on again great job tonight we appreciate that uh don't forget austin fc in CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, that game, by the way, is on artificial surface in the Dominican Republic. Um, so uh, be ready for that. Um, that uh, is tomorrow night. And uh, let's see if Austin FC can get a nice positive start to that home and away and then uh, be able to take the pressure off a little bit. But with all the competitions, they'll have a lot more to do this year when it comes to rotation and uh, workload and all these kind of things that uh, the staff will be all over. All right, that does it tonight. Big thank you to Ty Henderson. Uh, don't forget, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis Sock, at Soccer Matters GD. Presenting sponsors, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They are bilingual, 512-865-6710. Tomorrow night, Houston version of Soccer Matters. You can stream it at ESPN975.com. And one last shout-out. For our Pediatric Cancer Initiative, 
Buy the Soccer Matters t-shirt and hat. Proceeds go to the Snowdrop Foundation, a 501c charity for pediatric cancer. All you got to do is go to lamontbrands.com. All right, Ty Henderson's got us going out with Gary Clark Jr. Greg Way here for my good friend and dentist, Dr. Greg Eckert. Dr. Eckert has over a quarter century of experience specializing in tooth loss solutions. Whether you're talking about a single tooth, multiple teeth, maybe you need them all restored, Greg Eckert has the solution. Dr. Eckert can give you a new smile in just one day, permanently secured to dental implants. After all, he's restored over a thousand cases. Why not give him a call for a consultation where you're the boss? You make the informed decision about your dental health care needs. Call Dr. Eckert today at 345-3166. That's 345 345- 3166. Come out to Rodeo Austin, March 10th through the 25th, for a real Texas experience for the whole family. Enjoy Austin's largest carnival with heart racing thrill rides, funnel cakes, pig races, and more. Bring the whole family March 10th through the 25th. Get your tickets now at rodeoaustin.com. Your ticket purchase helps grow the next generation of Texas kids. Presented by Ram, HEB, and Coors Banquet. Rodeo Austin. It takes grit to grow the next generation. To understand what makes Diamonds Direct so different than other jewelry stores, you have to go back 60 years, when a diamond cutter in Israel became well-known for his exceptional craftsmanship. His diamond cutting business flourished for decades. Then his sons got involved and started selling these exceptional diamonds to upscale jewelry stores here in America. Then, after a few years, these wholesalers changed the game and started selling these precious diamonds direct to the public at the same prices they had sold to the jewelry stores. The no middleman concept became an instant success and Diamonds Direct was born. Today, Diamonds Direct provides that extraordinary value to people all over America, leading the industry with the highest quality diamonds that still come straight from the best cutters, offered at the guaranteed best prices, period. Diamonds Direct, a truly revolutionary concept with a unique history rooted in quality, committed to excellence, and always focused on value. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. DiamondsDirect.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-761-5522. 800-761-5522. That's 800-761-5522. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. By now, everyone knows that my favorite new tequila is Hot Cat Tequila. It's a brand new year, and you can bring in the new year by breaking out the Hot Cat Tequila. A brand new year deserves a brand new tequila. Hot Cat Tequila. The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila. And the recipe, just as simple.